Today is March 30th, 2020, and I thought about the podcast yesterday, and actually I was, I liked what happened in the sense of it just was a nice outlet for me, and if I can be a blessing to others in this time of crisis, this global pandemic, then that's my purpose for God to use me in this way. So for that, this has become simple and easy and um, just going about my daily routine and I'm able to put down some thoughts and uh, maybe one day I'll get to my testimony later, but, but right now really we're all just trying to survive and that's a fact. And so I, I wanted to talk about my, my morning routine first because I'm going to go into Proverbs because that takes about three minutes. Some people don't find the time to do that on any given day. And I think now more than ever, the Word of God needs to be in people's hearts. Um, this is it. This is... Uh, you know, if you didn't believe before and you were on the fence, now is the time. And I think that's what the podcast was about yesterday. In fact, I know it was. And But today, I want to focus on how you can make those proper changes that can be a lifestyle. You know, what I know is is every 21 days, if you do something for 21 days in consistency that it'll become a habit. I know that. And so if you begin today, and if, if God uses me to help you, I think that's super. And I'm on board for that. So, um, so let me tell you how I do my ritual, and maybe you can take some of it and make it your own. Because even that's what the Word of God is. It's really a suggestion, excuse me, <laughs> it's a, a, a manual for life, and uh, I can choose to do that. I can, first of all, I've got to read it. I've got to understand it, and then I can either walk it out or not because it becomes up to me once I get that information stored in my uh, spirit, in my mind. And, and, so, and so what I do in the mornings is the first thing I do is when, when I gain consciousness, when I realize I'm awake, um, of course, I'll go to the restroom and I do wash my hands. Um, I do that uh, at my home. That's something that is just, you know, a, it's just what people should do. And I do that. And so I'll go, I get up, go to the restroom, I wash my hands. Now, on any typical day, I'll grab my coffee. <clears throat> And I have my coffee. I love cold coffee. I have my coffee in the refrigerator. I have it in there from last night. I don't mind old coffee. In fact, I, I prefer it. I, re I like really dark black coffee, very strong coffee. And so I'll brew some coffee. I think the last time I brewed coffee was yesterday. But 
Um, <clears throat> sometimes it'll be two days old, three days old. Um, when I work at Midtown Donut Shop, if we go to pour out coffee, I will pour it in a jug and take it home and then put it in the refrigerator and I have that for the next day. I don't mind day-old coffee. So I'm, uh, that, that's part of being resourceful. It's not wasteful and it's mindful. And, and really my taste buds don't mind it. In fact, I prefer it. So anyway, I'll get my coffee on a typical day and I'll go into my bedroom and I'll sit down and put the coffee next to my bed and I'll, I have a little glow worm. I call it a glow worm. It's a little flashlight, but it is, it just glows the room. It doesn't, it's not a targeted light and, um, turn on my glow worm and I kind of tuck it underneath my arm kind of cause it's, um, soft material and and so that illuminates what's in front of me, basically, is what it's doing. And then I'll open up my Bible and I'll read Proverbs. And so I'll go ahead and do that now because that's... So if you have your Bible, go ahead and go to Proverbs. Today is the 30th of March. Some people, I, I saw a meme on Facebook. It said, this is March uh, 47th and... <laughs> on day, on um, Blurb's day. Oh, it was funny because, you know, these days are blending. But I keep up with the days every day because I do read Proverbs. And so I know it's the 30th. And so you'll go to Proverbs 30. Proverbs is always located after Psalm. It's in between the Old and New Testament. It's part of the Old Testament. Um, it's written, Solomon had a lot of his writings are in here. So Solomon was David's son and the, known as the wisest man that ever lived. And so um, a lot of these inspirations, these Proverbs in here were inspired by God to him. And of course, David was his dad. A lot of fantastic history in the Old Testament. So anyway, and if you like history, I suggest to read up on all that. But so we'll go to Proverbs. So Proverbs 30, it says, and my book is the NIV, which is the, um, well, I don't know. It's the national, I don't know what that's called. New international version. I do have a rainbow Bible. And what that does is it, um, categorizes whether you're, whether the word is talking about this, um, discipleship, outreach, God, salvation, love is green, salvation is blue, God is purple, commandments are a light green, family is yellow, faith is a beige, prophecy is a, I don't know what color that is, but it's pretty, a sandstone, and then evil is a darker brown and then sin is a dark is a dark gray and but history is a light gray color so there is some history markings in here a lot in fact it starts out with that so first of all let me pray god i lift up my entire life to you i thank you lord that that i am your servant and i will do everything unto you today and every day god i thank you that this outlet um of this podcast is going to touch 
someone's life, God. And that's what matters. And Lord Jesus, I thank you that it's not about me at all. It's all about you and what you've done for me and how far you brought me from. And God, thank you for bringing me out of the pits of hell and into the light. I thank you, Lord, for my daughter and her life. I thank you, God, that her, her testimony is, is equally as powerful as mine for the things that you've brought her through because of what you brought me through, but also the things that she suffered in Alabama, God. I thank you, Lord, that you're going to do a, a mighty work in her life. And we do forgive, God. Thank you for the forgiveness in our hearts for the people who tried to hurt us. And Lord, I pray that your word bounce off the pages of this book and into my heart and that I can impress upon others the same. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the honor. May every word I say be pleasing to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So Proverbs 30 says, it starts out with a history line, and it says, The sayings of Agur, son of Jekiah, an inspired utterance. This man's utterance to Ithiel. And it's still in a history color. I am weary, God, but I can prevail. Wow, I can stop right there, which I don't normally do, but that is it. Proverbs 30 and 1 says, I am weary, God, but I can prevail. That's an excellent way to start out the, start, start out the Word of God. Again, I'll say it again. I am weary, God, but I can prevail. You can just say that over and over again. That could be your scripture today. Proverbs 30 and 1. And memorize it. What you do is you put it on a sticky note write it on anything and put it on the refrigerator and all day long all day long you'll say god i am weary but you but i will prevail and so and just believe that in your life that's how scripture works in mine okay proverbs 30 and 1 i am weary god but i can prevail surely i'm only a brute not a man i do not have under human understanding I have not learned wisdom, nor have I attained to the knowledge of the Holy One. Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Whose hands have gathered up the wind? Who has wrapped up the waters in a cloak? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is the name of his son? Surely you know. Every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Do not add to his words, or he will rebuke you and prove you a liar. Two things I ask of you, Lord. Do not refuse me before I die. Keep falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me only my daily bread. Otherwise, I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? <clears throat> or I may become poor and steal and so dishonor the name of my God. Do not slander a servant to your master, to their master, or they will curse you and you will pay for it. There are those who curse their fathers. Excuse me. There are those who curse their fathers and do not bless their mothers. Those who are pure in their own eyes and yet are not cleansed of their filth. Those whose eyes are ever so haughty. Those who, whose glances are so disdainful. 
those whose teeth are swords and whose jaws are set with knives to devour the poor and the earth from the earth and the, the needy from among mankind. The leech has two daughters. Give, give, they cry. There are never, excuse me, there are three things that are never enough, four that never say enough. The grave, the barren womb, land which is never satisfied with water, and fire which never says enough. The eye that mocks a father, that scorns an aged mother, will be pecked out by ravens of the valley, will be eaten by the vultures. There are three things that are too amazing for me. For I do not understand the way of an eagle in the sky, the way of a snake on a rock, the way of a ship on the high seas, and the way of a woman with a man. Or excuse me, it says the way of a man with a woman, young woman. This is the way of an adulterous woman. She eats and wipes her mouth and says, I've done nothing wrong. Under three things the earth trembles, under four it cannot bear. A servant who becomes king, a godless fool who gets plenty to eat. A contemptible woman who gets married and a servant who displaces her mistress. Four things on earth are small, and yet they are extremely wise. Ants are creatures with little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. Hyraxes and creatures of little power, yet, yet they make their home in the crags. Locusts have no king, yet they advance together in ranks. A lizard can be caught with a hand, yet it is found in king's palaces. There are three things that are stately in their stride, four that move with stately bearing. A lion, a mighty, a lion, mighty among beasts, who retreats before nothing, a strutting rooster, a he goat, and a <clears throat> excuse me, and a king secure against revolt. If you play the fool and exalt yourself, or if you plan evil, clap your hand over your mouth. For as churning cream produces butter, and as twisting the nose produces blood, so stirring up anger produces strife. That is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So a um, couple of things stick out. Now what I do in, when I read Proverbs is I mark my Bible. I urge you to do that. Um, I, th- I think I said it yesterday. And... So you take, um, right now I have a Planet Fitness pen, and I've already marked it because I've already read my Proverbs this morning. So what I did, I marked, uh, this is what I marked this morning, but something else stuck out to me. So I go back through, usually I go, I go through and mark as I go. So like um, I marked uh, on 8 um, I am weary, God, but I can prevail because I really was then. I was struggling to get my daughter back, fighting someone in court over my child. That really happened. So I remember when that happened, I was very weary. Um, But it says here, I can prevail, and I did. I got my daughter back from these evil people in Alabama. I did successfully do that, but God was fighting my battle. You know, it says in Exodus 14, 14, and it says, and I read that back then, and I'll go and turn it now. Oh, my goodness. So when I was fighting in court for, the, for my daughter, because these people were holding my child uh, for selfish gain, and um, there was no other reason. <laughs> and because I had signed my daughter over to these people when I went to Alabama Teen Challenge, and I trusted them. And then when, 
When I graduated Alabama Teen Challenge, some false documents, they, they produced false documents in court and said I was unfit, unwilling, and unable to care for my daughter. So um, that was a lie, and then it became a seven-month court battle. But anyway, I do have my daughter back. She's asleep right now. So thank you, Jesus, for your word. And what that did for me, and I'll be honest with you, is it I dug deeper into God's word when those false documents arrived uh, in teen, <clears throat> excuse me, on June 18th. 2019. It was a Saturday. I was sitting there with my girls in Teen Challenge. I was a student and a second time student. I had already graduated the program, but but it was very necessary. I did that again. And um, I was sitting there and the sheriff's office or the sheriff and a sheriff's car pulled up and I got served papers. And these papers were the most vile it was, in fact, the law, my daughter's lawyer, the ad litem for this whole thing, said I have never, he said he had never read any, the language in it was beyond something he's ever seen before. Uh, and and it, anyway, it was, it was proved to be all lies. But Exodus 14, 14 says, it says right here, the Lord is will fight for you. You only need to be still. Wow. And that one's marked last March, last May, last June, um, August. Yeah. So, um, and again, I have to walk in forgiveness. So, God, if I say anything that's not of you, Lord, please correct me. Help guide me and change the way and change whatever's in my heart for me to have said any of those things. I'm only speaking truth, though. If I bring anything up about my child in that court battle, I'll only speak the truth. I won't, I won't add my opinion. Um, I'll try not to. So... Anyway, we were talking about Proverbs. And so in Proverbs, what you do is you mark what sticks out to you. And so today, again, I have to go back to that. Today, um, I marked, keep falsehood and lies far from me. And this is Proverbs 30 and 8. Give me neither poverty nor riches, but give me my only day, day, give me only my daily bread. So keep falsehood and lies far from me. Well, that was, I marked that, oh, a bunch. Back last October, I was in that court battle. and Okay. So, anyway, and so pick one and mark it. And so then we'll go on. I, I wanted to, to and, and then eventually your Bible will be marked up really good. Um. Mine's pretty good. Mine's marked up pretty good. In fact, I ran into, I was at the Midtown Donut Shop, and I ran into Rusty Keys. Rusty Keys and I grew up together. We grew up down the road from each other, and he came into the donut shop with his wife, Maria, who works for Robert St. John, who Robert St. John is my dear friend, family friend, and boss, and good people. The, the St. John's are great people. And, but anyway, 
And um, Maria and Rusty came in to have a donut with me and to take a selfie. And that was kind of the fun thing to do before everything happened with the pandemic. And so anyway, um, and he said, I was telling him about what God's done for me because he knew me then and he knows me now. And and I showed him my Bible because I, I take my Bible everywhere I go. And I kind of showed him, I don't know if I went to a scripture or not, but I opened it up. And he said, he looked at it carefully and he said, yeah, I have a my pastor when he does eulogies and when he does funerals, not necessarily eulogies, but funerals, he, he asks the family to have the person's Bible because what he does is he goes through to see um, their family member if they were at all turning towards God in their lifetime through, and their Bible would tell that. And he said, Rusty Keys said to me, he said, Kim, he said, your Bible, he said, my pastor would, would, would ask to see your Bible. And I'd say, you passed the test. <laughs> so I liked when he said that and it made me happy and it only encourages me more. So, so I was going to tell you, I have a, um, I had, I got inspired this morning. I was in Ephesians. Okay. Cause I, I read Proverbs and then I'll jump to a, and so what I do is when I began reading God's word, I started in Matthew and I worked my way throughout the, this is last year in Teen Challenge, and I worked my, it's my first time to ever read the Bible was last year. And um, I didn't really, because when I entered Alabama Teen Challenge, and I don't mind telling anybody who will listen, I was in cardiac ICU for five days. I was dead. And because alcohol nearly took my entire life. And, and so, but coming out of that, because God saved me from that, it took me about four months before I could even read a sentence because my, everything was so, my brain cells were so distorted. And when I tell you that I was dead, um, I was dead. But God, and so to be in cardiac ICU for four, for five days, that was, it was actually the day I entered Alabama Teen Challenge on July 24th, 2018. And when I walked into the doors of that program, I began to shake and because I didn't have any more alcohol. And it wasn't going to end well for me not to have the alcohol at that point. I medically should have been... Um, detoxed, but we didn't know that then. And so that evening, I, um, well, I was shaking so bad that day. And then that evening, I, I even couldn't, because we, you know, you're on schedule at a program like that. And so I had to go to bed. And I was just shaking because I was in a bunk bed. I was on the top bunk. And I was shaking the entire bed. And my poor roommate, she got up with me a couple times, and I told her, I said, I think I need to call the ambulance. And she, I was so embarrassed. And anyway, I went into the office with Mackenzie. Mackenzie was my big sister. And um, Amy Brunson came in there. She, I love Miss Amy. And, <laughs> and she gave me a cracker and some water, and she said, she'll be fine. <laughs> 
I love her for that. And she prayed with me, though. She did. She prayed with me, and it settled me enough. But by 10 a.m. the next day, I was off in the hospital, off to the hospital in the ambulance, and full-blown seizure. And anyway, I was in cardiac ICU for five days. And so when I came out of that and got into, you know, fully into the program, and and really when once my head cleared and I began to could when I could focus on the word. I never put it down. I must have read the word three hours a day. Every day I was in that program. So it took me uh, half a year to read God's word um, when I was a student at Teen Challenge. But anyway, I I ended up reading, um, starting in Matthew, and I worked my way through the Old Testament. And then, um, then I went to, I can tell you exactly what happened. Then I went to, I read Proverbs every day. Because you can pick a proverb a day, whatever day that of the day of the week it is, and um, but then after I read the New Testament, which I began in, I tried to read it in December, but I wasn't ready yet. So by January, that's kind of when my systems were all connected, and it took me about four months, and so then um, I read. Psalms and Isaiah at once, and boy, that was life changing. Uh, you know, after after I read the New Testament, because the New Testament began sort of. I have some markings in here, but, um, and then after Proverbs and Isaiah, because that was powerful together. I don't know, God planned that, and I was obedient, but. Um, and then I went to Old Testament and wherever God told me to go. And that, that just happens when you're reading. You'll feel peace when you hear from God and no peace when, you, when you're doing it on your own. Trust me. And um, that's a fact. At least that happens for me. And so anyway, I'm back through reading because uh, I did finish reading God's Word completely on January 24th. Um, 365 days after I entered Alabama Teen Challenge. I did that on purpose. Or God helped me accomplish that. And I finished at 6.05 a.m. January 24th, 2019. And I finished in Jeremiah. That's where I ended the Bible. And, um, yeah, I wrote it down exactly that 6:05 a.m. and that's the day that's the hour the minute my daughter was born at 6:05 a.m. so i did um read everything up to that point and then god did cuz i told him i said god yeah, wouldn't it be nice to finish up at exactly the time it just happened that way cuz it really did i woke up about 5:20 that morning and 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 I did have like two pages to read, but but when it came time to to, to finish and sign it, it really was six oh five a.m. That was the coolest thing, and I don't know if I had planned it. I don't think I did. I think when it happened and I wrote it down, that's when it hit me. Anyway, so um, no coincidences. But last uh, this morning, while I was on my knees in prayer, and uh, God said to me, because I woke up this morning, he also told me not to drink my coffee this morning, so I'm fasting today. 
I know they say you're not supposed to say that, but if anybody hears this and can be inspired by it, that's the reason why I said it, because I wanted to hear from God today um, with everything going on, and I need to make decisions, and my daughter wants to go to, she wants to go swim with her cousins tomorrow, and this global pandemic is, it's serious, and if, I don't know, if someone comes over and they don't know my dog, I mean, and I don't know where they've been, and they touch or sneeze or cough on my daughter, and then she comes back to me, then we have an issue. And so, um, I didn't drink my coffee this morning because I have to make that decision whether she go tomorrow or not. But he did tell me this. I was reading um, in Colossians. So, if you have your Bible, go to Colossians. Colossians. And I was at the, I was at the end of it. Actually, I ha- had finished it, but I... No, I finished it this morning. Okay, but... Um, I reread something. I do that often. And so what I reread was Colossians 3 and 20. And it says, But now you must also rid yourself of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other since you have taken your old self, since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. So, then it goes on to say, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another and forgive one another. If any of you has has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. And so, then God said to me, I read that this morning. He said to me, very clearly, because when you get an idea that's, that sounds like what I'm about to tell you, it's, it's usually from God. I mean, it could be your good idea. But if it's going to bring God's word into the picture, it's, it's usually him. So... And so I was lying there. I was almost done with my Bible reading. And I read that again. And and I had been trying to introduce one of my favorite pastimes is my campfire. I'll go out and sit. I'll start a fire. It won't last long. A probably 30-minute, maybe tops an hour fire. And, and I sit out there in my yard. And I enjoy that. And I'm trying to get Mary Caroline. I asked her. I invited her last night. I said, baby, would you like to come sit by the fire with me? And she says, no, mama. So today, God said to me, why don't you have Mary Caroline put on pieces of paper this Colossians 3 and 8 stuff and then write it down like it says here, Excuse me. Anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language on your lips. And do not lie to each other. So she could write down on a piece of paper. This is what I'm going to have her do. Write down lying. Write down anger. Rage. Talking about people. So gossip. Filthy language. So cursing. I'm going to have her put down bad music. Things that I 
do not want her listening to. And, and then whatever is in her heart, I'll have her write that down. And then we're going to go burn it in the campfire tonight. I am so excited. I'm so excited. And so then, then God says to me, okay, so that's something that is exciting for me. But then God said to me, well, let's do something exciting for her. Because she's 13, you know, I have to, um, I have to entertain my child now. It's just she and I. And so he said, why don't y'all go into the closet, your closet, like, cause she's always trying to dress me up and I, I admit I could dress better. Um, I'm a casual by nature and actually more of, I dress way down and I'm, I'm in a good place when I do that, but she would like to see her mom dressier, nicer, uh, more presentable. And I get that. And so God wants, and she mentioned it yesterday. I don't remember what we were talking about or what came up. And I had the excuse, and I hate excuses, and and there's something in the Bible about that. But, um, well, I'll tell you what it is, and I don't know exactly where it is, but the God was trying to have three people do something, and it may have been in Job, do something for someone and in those three people had excuses oh i have to go tend to my 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 garden i have to go tend to my wife i have to do something else and then really it was an excuse because when you hear god speak you need to do something like today i have to do this with my daughter because i know god told me then you're going to miss out on a blessing and excuses are for nobody but anyway it says, so we're going to, I'm going to have my daughter dress me today in compassion, in kindness, in humility, gentleness, and patience. We're going to both dress. In fact, we're both going to dress in compassion, but I'm going to let her dress me because that's what she, that's her desire. She wants to dress me. I'm going to let her and whatever compassion looks like, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. We're going to dress like that today. And it might be just one outfit. and But then we're going to have an outfit for forgiveness. So we're going to have three outfits. We're going to have an outfit for compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. But then we're going to change our outfits and we're going to wear something that looks like forgiveness. And then we're going to change again. And we're going to put on something that looks like love. Because it says... For over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Colossians 3 and 14. So that's a cool idea. I'm excited about today. I pray that, uh, I'll go ahead and pray right now. I pray in Jesus' name that this day is going to be orchestrated by you, my every step. And I pray that we do everything. Mary and I both have a, a special bonding together. That this will bring the Word of God alive into her mind, body, and spirit, Lord. And that um, 
And that, Lord, I, I'm fasting coffee today, but I could fast the television. I don't think anything new could be said today than what's said. So, Lord, I, I, I fast TV today. And I believe that might be a challenge, but, but I can do this, God. Give me the strength, Lord, to, to press on towards the goal and to want to be more like you, Lord, every single day. Lord, I, I, I do my best, and I pray, God, that it, it shows. And today, God, we, I put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit. And I command my body to line up with my soul, my soul to line up with my spirit, and my spirit to line up with the most Holy Spirit of the living God. And I choose what day, Mary Caroline? And Mary Caroline, as a little girl, would say, this day, Mama, to walk in the Spirit and be covered by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Good Tuesday morning. It is 10 a.m. And... I'm excited about what this day has. We woke up, um, I woke up, 6 a.m. God let me go back to sleep for a couple hours. That was kind of cool. And so I'm up doing my, I've already listened to my praise and worship and my sermon. I have read Proverbs. And really that's as far as it went this morning. I did get up and have my coffee. Oh, and yesterday was, was amazing because I had fasted my coffee and fasted TV, and that was amazing. So let me pray this day in, and that's just the best way to get things started. Okay, God, so we I lift up my life to you, God. I thank you, Lord, that anybody who hears the sound of my voice, God, that you lift them up and um, comfort us during this time. <clears throat> Give us a peace that surpasses all understanding. And God, guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Help us to be more like you, Lord, and anoint every single word I say, God. Let me be led by you and, to, to, uh, and that everything that I say can be pleasing to you today. Bless Mary Carolina. She sleeps in her room. Thank you, God, for everything you've brought us through. Keep forgiveness in our hearts. Always let us walk in forgiveness, peace, and love. And Lord, uh, Romans 15 and 13 comes to my heart right now. So thank you for the scripture that's in my heart. And I pray that may the, may the God of hope fill us all with all peace and all joy as we trust in you. May we overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the honor in Jesus' name. Yeah, so that scripture, uh, one day I woke up and uh, Romans 15 and 13 spoke to me. I was happened to be in Romans at the time and, and I wrote it down. I always write it on a sticky note when it, when it, it hits me <clears throat> deep in my spirit. And I took it to Mary Caroline and we learned it. 
in no time. In fact, I can help you learn it. I have this gift of, I guess the gift of te- teaching. Yeah. I mean, to be, uh, to be correct, I, I'm, I am gifted in that, in that, um, from God. And I thank him for that. And so I'll help you right now. Um, just get out a sheet of paper, get a pen and write down these words because it's Romans 15 and 13. And when you get something in your spirit and that's what God wants, he wants you to have that. Uh, well, I'll give you a story real quick. I, that's what I, I, that's what I'll do is I'll give you a story real quick. And so I was at Honey Baked Ham. That was a student at Alabama Teen Challenge. And, and I was distressed. It was coming up on the holidays because we do honey baked hams there. Well, we did. Um, they still do. Well, maybe not now, but yeah, because Easter is a big holiday and they're not preparing right now because of this global pandemic. But, <clears throat> but you know what? Everything's going to be bigger and better and, and brighter because of all this. I, I, I know that. God is telling me that and I have peace with that. So anyway, <clears throat> and I was standing there at honey baked ham really distressed because at this time, um, my child was not in the ideal situation that I had thought she was. And so it put a lot of, um, stress on me. But what, what came out of that was discernment. God had really fine tuned my discernment, which is a gift. And I was able to see without my eyes, but knowing my spirit, what was really going on with my child. And although I couldn't do anything about it because I was basically on lockdown, I know what lockdown feels like. I was on lockdown at Alabama Teen Challenge, but, but God had me locked down. I could have walked away any moment and, and I didn't. In fact, um, I have a great story for that. And I had no plans on saying this, so I do want God to have his way with my, my words. And so, yeah, so um, uh, back to Honey Baked Ham, before I go off on a rabbit trail, um, I was standing at Honey Baked Ham, and, and I had all these thoughts flooding my mind. And see, what the Word of God is supposed to do, is designed to do, is, is when you're in a tough situation, which we all will, be or are right now, you know, and if you have that word buried in your heart, in your mind, in your spirit, it'll come up when it's necessary. And for instance, I was standing at Honey Baked Ham. I was flooded with worry and I was flooded, flooded with fear. And I was flooded with all this stuff that I could not control. Excuse me. And that's where God wanted me. So that he could prove that, that, that this, that everything I'm telling you right now is real and it does work. So I'm standing at Honey Baked Ham and I kept, uh, trying to get these thoughts out of my head. So what scripture came to my mind was Philippians 4. I'm going to open, if you have your Bible, open that to that, open it, open to it now. God, may your word jump out of the pages of this book and into our hearts in Jesus' name. And so, even though I know it by heart, I don't have to go to it. I'm going to because I want to make sure my numbers are right. But it's four, uh, six through maybe nine, and I could be wrong, and that's okay because it'll it'll become right. Yeah, it's uh, four. Excuse me. Yeah, four 
through, no, it's Philippians 4, 4 <clears throat> through 9. Okay, so I'm standing there. I'm going to walk away from my Bible now. But I was standing there and I said, <clears throat> okay, I kept going. Think about, okay, I, I got to get these thoughts out of my head. This is this has got to go, just like this pandemic. We got to get these thoughts out of our head. That's why I won't turn the TV on even today. Because yesterday I filled this house with uh, praise and worship music. It was just fantastic. Mary and I, there was so much peace in this house. Mary and I got along so great. And it was peaceful. And it was beautiful. And that's what God wants. And if you keep Him in the center of your life, that's what you'll have. Even in the midst of a storm. And so... I'm standing there and I said, okay, God, whatever's lovely, whatever's pure, whatever's right, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, worthy, think about those things. Think about those things, God. And and I kept going on and on. And finally, it, it the whole entire scripture came to me and I said it over and over and over and over. And it would be like this. I would stand in there. I'll never forget because I was the receiver of the hams at Honey Baked Ham when they came off the, when they got the glaze on them. And I got to make them pretty. That was my job. And I would repeat over and over, um, do not be anxious. Be anxious for nothing but with everything. With prayer and petition, make your request known to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is lovely, whatever is right, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. And I kept saying it over and over. Um, be anxious for nothing, but with everything, with prayer and petition, make your requests known to God. And Thanksgiving, you know, I, I'd forget something and I'd throw it back in there. And I began again, uh, be anxious for nothing, but with everything, with prayer and petition. Make, and Thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard my heart and my mind in Christ Jesus. And, um, and think about these things, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy or noble or right or true. Um, and I, I could mix it up because you can, as long as those words are in your heart. But the actual scripture says, and I'm looking at it with the NIV, it says, the Lord is near. Oh, wow. How, how relevant is that today? Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition and thanksgiving, excuse me, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your mind in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And so I did not intend for that to be the scripture today. In fact, I believe I said it in my prayer. Isn't that crazy how God works? It's the coolest thing on earth. And so I'm going to keep this short today because I realized yesterday how um, how time-consuming it can be to try to edit. Not I don't edit. I just record and then send. But that sending part is, well, I just haven't gotten good at it yet. But it's okay. Uh, again, this is a, like a audio diary for me and for my daughter. And if you get anything out of it, that's so such a blessing. And so, uh, but today is uh, Proverbs 31 day. Boy, that's another story. Um, That's, you know, we all want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. And if you are a gentleman, 
um, there's a lot of a lot of good you can get out of it too. But a Proverbs 31 woman is um, she surpasses them all. And so, if you get a chance, read Proverbs 31. Um, and um, Karen Housley, I wanted to point her out. She's she and I grew up together. She gave me great advice today. She sent me a text, and I'll read it to you now. I, I had wanted some feedback, and um, and she gave me feedback, and I value that. I value my good friends who know me, who have known me pretty much all my life. I know she has since I was four, and she's actually the first person who impressed Jesus upon me. You know, some of us can grow up in church and know God, but not really know God or know Jesus and not really know Jesus. And, and, and if you're listening to the sound of my voice, you do understand that God and Jesus and the Trent and this Holy Spirit are all one. But, uh, the fact is, um, Karen Housley at an older age, she turned towards God and I believe she lived in Nebraska. She was going to dental, dental school. And I, I'll tell you, I was a girl, I know where I was when I got impressed. I was in uh, Penn State University. I was 22 years old. And either I got a phone call or a letter or maybe word about how she was doing. I don't recall. I do know that this was 1988. Karen, if I'm right, let me know. But, um, and someone either said to me or I got the impression that Karen had dropped her old ways and started turning her life more towards Jesus, more towards God, doing right. And I'm not kidding you. I sat up, sat back and went, wow, I didn't expect that to happen. And then I put tuck that into a little pocket in my soul and my heart and said you know what I want to be like that but I didn't know how long it was going to take I didn't know that that I was going to have to go through the road I went down but that's okay because let me tell you something that's what made me who I am that's what made my testimony so powerful and God's using me like he can use you like he was using Karen so, uh, but anyway, with that, that said, she sent me a text. And this is, I'm going to read the exact thing she sent me because it's cute. And, and it's practical. And she said to me, if I can find it, Karen Louise Housley Felty. <laughs> she says, I asked her for some feedback because she listened to my podcast. And I never thought I'd say those words in my life, but... I have one now. And she said, so good, Kimberly. This is at 12, 14 a.m. This morning, 3.31.20. So good, Kimberly. I loved Proverbs 30 and 1. That was yesterday. I am weary, but I will prevail. I especially love the way you repeated it like you did by the end of it. Uh, It just sticks in your mind. I think that maybe every introduction can start off that way by using that same style that you did this morning. I have, and I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I'd have to re-listen to it. Very effective and slow enough to really process, she says. 
And if you can, they can go away with a memorized verse, it would be a plus for someone to continue watching. I think she meant listening, but that's okay. Exodus 14, 14, I will fight for you. Just be still. Yes, true about seeing someone's Bible at a funeral, etc. I liked 6.05 a.m. Aw. I think also this is good because we have time to listen. That's exactly right. But when work starts up, under 15 minutes is better. It's according to the audience that you're wanting to attract. Yes, you could find some cute matching jogging outfits to throw on. So important to her at this age. Talking about Mary. I have nice Lulu leggings and you can dress them up every day and clean with clean sports tops, tops and black, black classy shirt. And she says, note, just one opinion here that has come off of a high fever load and headaches. So take with caution. Love you to the moon and back. Boy, I love Karen Louise Housley Felty like nobody's business. And yes, I did throw her clothes out a window one time because she used to live with me and my sisters and my brother, my family. I did that. You know, kids will be kids, but yeah. And I wasn't serving God then for sure. But I told her, I did tell her I would throw her clothes back out again as long as I have Jesus. <laughs> I might do it. Anyway, so back to these, the beginning. I'm so glad I read that because it gets me back on track to uh, the, the scripture memorization, which would be the Romans 15 and 13. Thank you, Karen. I love you, sister. Okay, so Romans 15 and 13. So here we go, and we're going to try to memorize it, and I'll help you memorize it. So, um, but make sure you read your Proverbs 31, and I'm going to try to keep this under 15 minutes. Okay, so here we go. Romans 15 and 13. So you say this, May the God of hope fill you with all peace and all joy as you trust in him say it again may the god of hope fill you with all peace and all joy as i trust in him say it however you want to may the god of hope fill me with all peace and all joy as i trust in him may i overflow in hope by the power of the holy spirit may i overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Make it yours. So let's start over. May the God of hope fill me with all peace and all joy as I put my trust in Him. May I overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That is so good. I hope that you got something out of this today. I will keep it under 15 minutes because I do follow directions now. It does say that's that's wisdom in the Bible. It's when people listen to good godly advice or really just instructions in general. People that can yield to discussion. That's James 3.17. And I believe I'll, I'll end on that, that uh, scripture. So it's in my heart so I can say it without looking at the Bible. But James 3.17 is my scripture. I always stood on it. Alabama Teen Challenge. I want to be just like it. So James 3.17 and 318 the peace of god may the peace of excuse me i got that confused with romans james 317 for the wisdom that comes from heaven is pure and full of quiet gentleness then it is peace loving and courteous it allows for discussion it is willing to yield to others it is full of mercy and good deeds it is wholehearted straightforward and sincere 
James 3.18 is peacemakers who sow in peace, reap a harvest of righteousness. God, I hope that today is the day that people have peace beyond their own understanding, God. I pray they turn off the TV and the sound of of, uh, fear and the sound of worry can just leave their mind, body, and spirit, God, and they can dive into your word more, mother their children more, pay attention to what's important, God. And to stay away from others, Lord, because because right now that is what we need to do to make this virus go away. So I take authority over that virus. I take authority over fear, over worry. I thank you, Lord, that last night, Mary Caroline and I did burn those, those words. We burned them. We put them on paper, God. You told me to do that yesterday, and we did that. It was powerful, God. We burned... Um, gossip. We burned uh, anger. We burned bitterness. We burned resentfulness. And we are walking in forgiveness and compassion and in love now because of it, God. We are speaking life because your word says so. It says to do that, God. So without your word, I would not know what I'd be doing right now. Thank you, God, for pulling me out of that deep, dark pit of, of addiction, Lord. I thank you now I just turn to your word and I can mother my daughter like you would have me mother her. I thank you, God, that our testimonies are so powerful, Lord, that that it will help others. I thank you, God, that you help me every single day and that I don't go, I don't even get out of bed until I have read your word and that habit that I have, that you have helped me create is, is where I get my peace. And I thank you, God, that people who knew me growing up can be impressed by how you can really work through someone. That I can be that light for others, God. I pray that we walk in love, we walk in peace, and we walk in joy today, God. In Jesus' name. And I thank you, Lord, that today we put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the shield of faith, and the sword of the spirit. We command our bodies to line up with our souls, our souls to line up with our spirits, and our spirits to line up with the most holy spirit of living God. And we choose what day, Mary Caroline? That's right. This day, when she was two, (laughs) to walk in the spirit and be covered by the blood of Jesus. I love you. I love you. If you if you are my friend and you actually are not even my friend, I still love because God is love. And that's 1 John, I think 16 and 14. God, you are so good. Amen. Amen.